Welcome back, there's layers to this family, the podcast with Dumi and Faith Rose, where we peel back the layers to the simplicity and complexity of life. What a time to be alive, guys. What a time to be alive. I'm so excited for today's episode. I hope you're excited for it. But before we get into today's episode, I just want to zoom into one comment that we have got over this past week and i think it's so amazing to see that there's layers to this is building momentum and more people are listening more people are engaging so without further ado listen to this right now pam wasimba says your issues of discussion are environmentally induced conversations that affect every human acknowledged or not we really need to unpack and peel the layers of society that requires much healing and empathy. Thank you for choosing intentionally to be of servitude to us all. What an amazing comment and what an amazing thing to talk about because we are talking about issues that are environmentally induced. So today's topic is on the human condition. It is such an amazing discussion. It is my favorite episode until I record another episode. So make sure you come back next week for yet another episode of There's Layers to This. But let me just tell you a few of the things that we're discussing. And I hope that you also comment on your favorite part of the whole podcast itself. So discussing the human condition, we're looking at the simplicity of life and looking at the fact that we are not the first ones here. Nothing lasts forever, and in the face of hopelessness, we need to look forward to the possibility that we may not yet have the language for this season to make sense. So we need to understand that life in itself is seasonal. But one thing that is really cool, and something that I think we should do more of, is to document our experience. We need to love ourselves first, and get to know ourselves. We need to understand that we are constantly moving and we cannot stagnate. So in this episode, I hope this is an opportunity for you to exercise your mind, listen intently and comment down below. So let's go and enjoy this episode. See you on the other side. Hello everyone from There's Layers to This, to you. This is our gift to the world. <laughs> How is everyone? Hi. This is Doomy and... I am Faith Rose. Yeah, because she is Faith Rose. Anyways, <laughs> this time we actually decided to put our Twitter handles uh, in the corner so you guys, not Twitter, our um, Instagram handles so you guys can actually uh, message us and... Um, we're going to put in the video, you're going to see the whole there's layers to this or there's uh, all the social media stuff. So it's going to be all right. But anyways, today's episode, we're talking about something that we have literally been waiting to talk about since season one. And mm-hmm. it is the human condition. condition. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. What makes me crazy? Anyways. So basically okay what we're gonna do is in this episode i will talk about the human condition from my perspective in terms of you know how i view it and faith will do the same so i think the best way for us to define it first of all is to say that you know the human condition is basically the mental state of a society or the mental state of um 
you know, a person on their own. So whether society or on, or on their own, the human condition defines both. So um, it's basically, if, in Islam, you could call it jihad, which is what they call the internal struggle. And, you know, in uh, Christianity, it's just your struggle. And <laughs> in, <laughs> in life, it is the same thing just your struggle what makes you what wakes you up every day um you know why you live and you know everyone is wrestling with that question but anyways face take it away what do you think <laughs> i really like the definition that you gave because i'm just like what how how do we start this topic because it's so complex but then again it's so simple and i say that um for two reasons it's complex because it's something that, you know, we're always trying to say, okay, I need to understand, I need to understand. And I think man's always on this quest to have understanding of everything, of everyone, to be understood and all of those sorts of things. Well, most times, I mean, we're hardwired to think of um, everyone needs to understand me, everyone needs to get where I'm coming from and everything. That, that's probably where what our default setting is, but that's a trap, <laughs> really. <laughs> um because and that this was something that I heard somewhere it says seek to be understanding rather than to be understood. So you know the the whole complexity is in the whole understanding of things and being understood, but then the simplicity of it is also there in looking at the fact that it is it's common to all. So I think at different at different ages at different stages in our lives we have these sort of like pangs and I don't know maybe we can call them like growing pains in a sense I think that would be a good description like it's it, yeah it's similar to growing pains not that I've ever experienced growing, growing pains have you experienced growing pains yeah I mean uh if you grow too quickly yes yes I mean I had a period where I went from like five two to five six in like three to six weeks so that was uh, an uncomfortable experience because your body's growing too quickly for the rest of, you know, your bones are growing too quickly for the rest of your body. So it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, you, yeah, naturally, I, you just I, feel I, the pain, get back spasms, uh, that kind of thing. Oh, so you know what growing pains are. I've just heard of them. Like, you know, I'm not yeah. that tall in case anyone else is wondering. But <laughs> <laughs> Five, three and a half. That's very important. But yeah, no, I think there's the complexity and the simplicity of it all. And I think there's also a beauty in the human condition to understand the fact that it is shared. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean... Um... I mean, that is the basis of all religion, isn't it? Like, so mm. every belief is based on, you know, everyone trying to find, first of all, why they're here, uh, mm -hmm. the happiness and where they come from. And, you know, everyone struggles with that, regardless of whether you believe in something or you don't, you know. Uh, mm. You know, like, uh, as an individual, every time you sit down and you think to yourself, like, you think about how, how is it possible that there's a time where I don't know like everything that for example I'm, I'm like born in the late 90s so like mm. everything you know 95 and before like I am being told or like 96 and before I'm being told so it's like you know I only know what happened because people tell me what happened or I can see mm. it on tv or there's video evidence or there's what there's this and that and that 
And that's the basis upon which people build their careers. Like archaeologists do the same thing. They assume all the things they find mean certain things. But mm. like, I mean, even um, hieroglyphics and everything, like you you have a good idea of what they were trying to say by what they were writing or what they were, you know, putting in picture form. Um, but it's still difficult to decipher exactly what it is. And the human condition is like everyone is looking for a reason to be alive. You know, because like mm. people who have, you'd say like a nihilistic expectation of life, you know, who say, you know, nihilism is like basically like believing that life has no meaning and that, you know, um, death is the only true form of uh, free expression. It's some, it's a crazy way of looking at life, but basically <laughs> okay. like, um, yeah. I mean, like for me, I'm a geek. So like uh, when you read comic books, for example, like, you know how like we went to watch like Avengers Endgame and like Thanos just wanted to destroy the world or destroy Yes, we went to watch Avengers Endgame and I, I didn't know what was going on. I still don't <laughs> exactly. know what's going on. Exactly, because he was like, oh, there's, there's not lot. enough resources but in the comics he's doing it because he's got a nihilistic outlook on life like he just believes life has no meaning no meaning oh okay yeah so mm-hmm. like that's that's a pretty dark thing to put in like a movie that you're gonna allow 13 to 15 year old kids to go and see mm. so you know they had to make it believable that this guy is some sort of environmental activist on extreme <laughs> steroids or whatever but you know that's besides the point but the idea is like you know, life is always, you know, a very, how could I put it? Life is a very um, fleeting thing. And as human beings, you know, because of however long we live, we ascribe what we do and how we see the world as, you know, our legacy. Um, but then the entire time you're doing that, you know, you're trying to find out why you're here and, you know, like your impact on the world, what you're supposed to contribute. And so that's what I think um, in a nutshell. But obviously... (laughs) In a very big nutshell. (laughs) In a very big nutshell. I mean, like we will go into like the... uh, We'll go into like the whole, you know, discussions of what other people have said about this. But from your uh, personal experience, do you feel like it is difficult for um, a person to you know, find themselves or discover themselves or uh, understand the reasons why they're here um, without having something they particularly believe in, whether it's themselves or, um, you know, God or, you know, whatever it is, or their work, that kind of thing. I mean, well, we know in ourselves, whether you are of a religion or not of a religion, you know, that as human beings, we are social and we are social animals and you know we're very experiential in the way Mm -hmm. we live our lives like our experiences and those things tell us okay maybe this is a danger or maybe this is an okay situation and that sort of thing so our experiences very much dictate a lot um that goes on around us and everything like that um and the reason i'm saying this is because the way I understand Christianity to be and the way it's depicted in the Bible and my through my own personal experience, you know, is that God is known through experience. So, um, you know, whether people are living to say, okay, there's, there's no God, whether people are living to say, okay, well, 
um, I don't I don't know what you're talking about. You're just making things up. It's through your experience. So I think um, sometimes there there comes a time when that experience comes, and I don't think it's not for the Christian or the person who's evangelizing to come to you and say God is real. You know, give your life to Christ because we know that it's the goodness of God that causes man to repent. So it's through their experience of God which really allows them to understand that, okay, well, maybe this is, there has to be more to this, or, you know, this is not what I thought it was and that sort of thing. So I think experience is very important when we're looking at the way we are living our lives and whether, you know, when someone is saying, okay, well, I'm living here for no purpose, but then it depends on what your experience is. It depends on what you're exposed to and what you're exposed to that in turn determines how you view the world and you know if you've been around negativity and that's just it then you know that's going to be detrimental to you but then I believe that our experiences really do dictate um, stuff to us and our our experiences of God or maybe an experience to think that there isn't a God um, can also dictate that but then as well it's God who reveals himself to us and God is beckoning us through so many different things. I mean, um, there's that popular hymn, um, Then Sings My Soul. You know, that was birthed out of an experience. Or a lot of these popular hymns, and every song really, because I mean, there's always song stories. It's birthed through people's experiences. And I think that is so amazing. And I think that's the beautiful thing about music, that it is a product of experience, of music, of art, and all of those sorts of things. And when we look at the whole world and everything like that, like, you know, you can go out and you see nature and you'll be floored by it and stuff like that. Sometimes it would happen. It's not the first time you've been outside, but our experience really does dictate a lot. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. I think that's a very important way to look at um, life. I mean, because I, I, being a university student, I've, I've seen students, you know, like being young, there's not really much of life that we've lived through yet. Mm. Um, you know, like in, in my case, you know, I've never experienced the idea of paying bills, you know, really being down in the dumps in terms of financially speaking. Um, mm. Or like in any other way, do I ever experience, you know, the, the pangs of life on my own terms? You know, so mm. it's, it's a very difficult thing to, 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 to look at from my perspective. However, you know, in, uh, in my experience, especially with other university students, I've found um, that a lot of people really don't believe, um, a lot of people just do things because it's like the way of life, you know? Like, mm. you know, it's, it's just, you know, it's to fulfill the social norm. So, you, you know, you go through preschool, you know, primary school, secondary school. So what do you do after secondary school? You have to choose between working and, you know, going to uni. And like people who don't want to go and work immediately and, you know, don't want to do a nine to five uh, or, you know, whatever job it is, will decide to go on, you know, the uh, university route. And then now you're getting your degree and, and so on. But then they come out of university and uh, they don't actually understand why they did what they did. Mm. They don't have a like direction. They don't have uh, a way of you know improving whatever it is they went to do, and they don't have a, a perceived stand you know in terms of like how they feel about life. Now, what I want to segue this into is, for example, like you know I've been reading this whole uh, Rene Descartes 
his his meditations on you know the state of being and as you read you can actually start to see the person slowly becoming insane because mm. they're trying to they're trying to figure out why they're alive mm. you know what i mean on on his own terms and um it gets so bad to a point one of his meditations he talks about a story you know he 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 talks about a dream that he had where basically he was writing yeah basically he was in the middle of the fourth or fifth meditation and he says basically like oh um in the dream he sees a child is trying to take the entire ocean and like put it into this small hole basically mm. like like he sees this dream of this kid and he goes to the kid and he says what are you doing and the kid is like oh i'm trying to put the entire ocean in the um in in this tiny hole and then he says oh that's impossible you can't do that and then the kid goes that's exactly what you're trying to do with god and you know when i read that <laughs> i was like oh right uh okay now that is crazy but then on the flip side he gets to a point uh i think this um article i was reading says that it's in the first meditation but in the first meditation he's he says his famous words i am you know i think therefore i am and um basically coming to that understanding um you know we live in a world right now where people don't understand what they're seeing you know like with coronavirus and you've got mm. all these uh what do you call this all these um protests and demonstrations um for civil rights uh police brutality, uh, brutality and all that stuff and, and and you've you've got other things that are possibly going to happen stock market crashes and people losing money all of that this is the mm. world we're living in today and some people are getting to a point where they don't feel like it's worth living anymore and mm. they commit suicide i mean you've got health workers first line um uh first line respondents and diff- different people from different walks of life i mean you have businessmen committing suicide because you know an investment that they put so much money into has tanked and now they're like in more debt than they could ever perceive to ever be mm. and you've got people who are committing suicide so what do you say to these people who um you know obviously in your previous statement you've talked about finding god but what do you say from even a christian perspective what do you say to a person who um is considering suicide because of the world they're living in and you know their situation is beyond irreparable in terms of even when the world goes back to normal what do you say to a person who's in that state two things um first one being life and the life is not definitive purpose is not definitive it's not a destination that you get to and um i've forgotten the second one but it'll probably come back but then ask the question again actually yeah so what do you say to a person who is um in a suicidal state so to speak okay so let's not look at life in a definitive way mm-hmm. and let's understand that life has its seasons earlier you were talking about the fact that you've experienced university you know you're you're young you haven't had so many responsibilities you haven't had all those life experiences i mean when i'm talking now 
it was actually interesting. Like I was talking to, I was talking to our grandma and, you know, she was talking about things that I, I was, I was a bit shocked. I was like, oh, all right. Cause you know, she, she knew the British anthem, the British national anthem. And then, I, then I was, I was a bit confused and she was like, yeah, that's the anthem we used to sing. So, you know, you're looking at her 80 plus years on this earth and you're seeing she's lived through so many different things. So she, was in Malawi before independence. You know, she was in Malawi when it gained independence and she's been in Malawi, you know, in the, over the 50 years that it has <laughs> been in independence. And in each state, it's a different season. It's a different, she, she's lived through all of that. So I think when we are thinking about life, I think what's more important is now, right now, and experiencing the now, but also understanding that there's more to come. Understanding that, things must come to an end. You know, we have now officially entered into summer and the days are now getting shorter. But then that's the, that's the, that's the whole premise of how, how life works and everything. You know, there's so many seasons and that we are going through, but we should never look at something and say that it is static. Because once we look at things in a static form, then that, you know, straight away that cuts away any experience that we might have that will inform our decision. Any, you know, any changes that might come, we are rejecting them flat out and saying that this is it. And I don't think that's what life is at all. You know, our experiences very much do define a lot of what goes on. But mm. at the same time, it's very seasonal. It's very situational. You know, what I thought five years ago is not what I think right now. And I think when we're looking at the human condition, what is so important is to document things any way that you can. And, you know, that's why I like this whole thought of like, you know, writing poetry, writing journal entries, writing stuff around, because I like to look back and I'm just like, oh, what was I talking about here? You know, <laughs> and sometimes through experience, I'm like, okay, I was talking about something here, but I didn't have the language for it yet. It was always within me, but then it wasn't the right time. It wasn't the right season for me to be able to understand that. And I think when we when we have that sort of viewpoint, we know that there is more to come. And, you know, when we even look at our most difficult experiences, those are the ones that really build us. I mean, that's the that's the um you know, the meat of a story. When you're when you're looking at a good story, I don't want to know that, oh yeah, today I woke up and the sun was shining. And then I was smiling all day. Then I went to bed. That That's a dead story. Like, you know, we want to know that it rained a bit. We want to know that you got wet. We want to know what you did when you got wet. We want to know all of these things because, you know, that that gives us the whole and the full experience of what we're all going through, that collectiveness and, you know, that similarity that we have. And I think that's really what makes our, that's really what makes us, understand things and relate to people a lot more. And I think right now, nowadays, with this generation, you know, we want to see more of the people. We want to know more of the people. I think moving into the whole YouTube vlogger generation and all of those sorts of things where people are sharing their personal lives with you, um, ordinarily, you know, it used to be the whole curated thing, like, you know, I'm looking perfect like this and this is how I sleep. This is how I wake up. I'm perfect like this all the time, you know, but then people... They, they begin to suspect because they're just like, that can't be real. So I think the element of realness is very important, but then also the perspective on, of understanding that things don't last forever. You know, mm -hmm. everything must come to, a, to an end. The difference with pain 
and regret is that pain is temporary. Regret is permanent. So I said a lot. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, no, no. But it, it, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, when we look at life from a static position, definitely it becomes a more difficult thing to understand because it's, a, it's mm. an organism. It lives, it moves, it breathes, it does whatever it wants. And that's how life is, you know, like every, you know, um, you look at, you know, even the idea behind decision making, you know, like today you feel like you don't want any chips tomorrow. You want them. That's how it mm-hmm. is. And so life is much the same way, you know, like it changes uh, from a day to day basis. So certain things that you could do yesterday, you cannot do today. And certain, you know, issues and things that you go through and all the pains and the issues of yesterday may not be the pains and issues of tomorrow. Those are mm. the things that we have to understand as human beings. And, you know, um, as we keep on looking down, um, you know, going deeper into this whole human condition, you know, I've found over time that there's a lot of people who um, feel as though, you know, there is no purpose to life. Now, we covered a lot to do with, um, you know, we sort of glossed over the idea of purpose in, um, you know, some of the episodes, I think the first few episodes of season one, we glossed Mm -hmm. over some of the um, things we talked about in terms of purpose and uh, defining yourself, you know, self um, mastery, all that kind of thing. So I think it's important for us to also talk about the idea of, um, you know, the idea of making sure that the entire holistic person is well up here. But at, at the same time, we always forget, you know, the planning and the, the growing stages of an, of a human being in the human condition, mm. you know, uh, is, sort of the result of all the thoughts, you know, at that point. So the result, the human condition of that person at that time is the result of everything that has gone on. And the society is also, um, you know, also has a mind of its own. We look at it from the perspective of like the demonstrations and the protests and all the things that are going on concerning, um, it's not just George Floyd or Breonna Taylor or these people that have died. They're not the only people. And and definitely there's a there's hundreds. Actually, it was it surprised me to realize that there's hundreds. There's over two hundred and twenty, isn't? Uh, yeah, since well, George there's one hundred and twenty since George Floyd. So, yes, exactly. But before then, there was no. Well, at the time when George Floyd was passing on, there was something like two hundred and thirteen cases of the same nature. Mm. So one hundred twenty. That's three hundred and well, three hundred and thirty-three people who have died. Uh, because of that so when you look at that and then on top of that you add um all the things that have happened before you know society Mm. has slowly gotten tired of peacefully doing things Mm. so when we look at the human condition and and you look at all the things that have led to the place that we're in today the levels of despair and so on is because now everyone is able like everyone both uh you know of every skin color from every walk of life from every tax bracket is able to see like what has happened and is able to see a, a representation of the last 400 years give or take you know in one video and so when it comes to all of that now it's like the outrage and so on and so forth. It's like um, these two guys, Abba and Preach, like to call it the outrage machine. 
you know, like when something happens, there's outrage, and then it dies down. And then nothing mm. happens, and then there's outrage, and it dies down. And so... But for, the funny thing is, and that what always happens. Like. Exactly, that always <laughs> happens. But then over time, obviously, like you see, like over time, it gets worse and worse and worse. And then there's a breaking point. So mm. an example is like when uh, Martin Luther King Jr. died, you know, in the 60s, and, and Malcolm X, there were riots for both. Because, you know, there's a lot of angst and pain and just a lot of people just not happy with uh, the government or whatever is going on in the country, in the U.S. Mm. Um, uh, who, who was it here? I've forgotten who it was here. But it was a, it was, it was a guy from Tottenham. What's his name? Uh, Mark Duggan. Yeah. So when he died or when he, you know, faced a similar situation, it was the same thing. You know, people mm. tore up Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> Which is it was that? it was it was nationwide. <laughs> it was back in the day of BBM. People were setting up these things on BBM, Bro. trying to say let's meet here and do riots. It was all over the country. I remember, yeah, I remember. I remember getting some of those messages. That was a uh, that was around the time when I first got like a BlackBerry, and I was like the last in my year group to get one. And like, <laughs> you know, I get one, and I'm like getting these weird messages from people out there talking about this guy who's died and i don't know anything about it i didn't get anything crazy like let's go and riot but just like oh did you see that thing you know on the news or whatever so when you look at that the the human condition right now is that people are just angry and, and society is angry and so now society is looking for a way to function without you know being destroyed you know like you look at um, reconstruction, you know, the idea that uh, blacks were sort of getting things together again in the US and, 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 you know, starting to build societies. And then it got torn down. So like a hundred years after re- reconstruction now, which is, which is about now, um, that's when people are sort of getting to that point where they've had enough again. So speaking to that point, how do you feel about... Um, finding people who can not only teach people how to get better in life in terms of uh, improving themselves, improving their lives, but how can we teach people to be happy with themselves, content with what they think about themselves? Because the victim mentality is so real in the black community. Like every time it's always like, is it because I'm black? Is it because I'm black? We understand that systemic racism makes it very difficult for us to operate and you know mm. be successful and uh, be you know good contributors to society but then there needs to be a way to turn that into fuel for you know a different fire so could you speak to that on a, in a sense maybe well i think one of the key things um from everything that you've just said is the importance of understanding this whole sense of control. Mm-hmm. And when you understand control from the perspective of you only can deal with what's in your control, then that changes your perspective altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, because certain structures are in place, certain systems are in place. There are things that are going to happen because you are black. But yes, you are black what are you going to do about it? Hmm. I don't know what what good it is to 
I don't know what good it is just to, you know, stand on top of a head and say, it's because I'm black, it's because I'm black, but then you need to do something, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So I think there's that importance of actually doing something and making sure that when that thing is being done, then you are able to, yeah, you're able to take back some of that control. Because I think um, when you're looking at things from the perspective of saying a victim mentality, that's looking at things from the perspective of helplessness. And, you know, really, what do we have in our control? It might not be much, but it is, it is something. You know, a very good example, Anne Frank, she was going through the Holocaust. What did she have in her control? She was able to document things right in, her, right in the Anne Frank diary. And that's something that, you know, people are studying at school. Even now, it draws a better picture of what was going on and everything like that. So, you know, there's little things that we can do. But then we also need to have the understanding that we are not the beginning and the end of every situation. Mm -hmm. These systems and everything have been in place for a very long time, you know, much longer than both of us have been alive combined. Um, and so it's something that takes time. So it's about instilling those things that are going to be helpful to us in the long run. It's about instilling things like, you know, an understanding of yourself and, and having intrinsic worth, having pride in like, you know, the person that you are, discovering yourself, you know, doing various things to understand yourself on a much deeper level. And then using those things to actually do more rather than just going through life and saying, okay, I need a job because I need to get paid. What are you doing? What are you passionate about? You know, are you saying, okay, every time you go out, you come back and all you do is watch TV. You're not, you're not challenging yourself. You're not building yourself up. And then that's very detrimental. So, you know, there's looking at things in that perspective, but then also if we're talking about control, what is in your control? What's in your control is what you have right in front of you. What is right in front of you? You are right in front of you. You know, Michael Jackson says, I'm looking at the man in the mirror to mm. make a change. Mm. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. I mean, a lot of us know that song. I'm looking <laughs> at the man in the mirror. Mm, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So we're looking at the man in the mirror and all of that thing, that sort of stuff. And what are we actually doing? You know, mm. that's the that's the thing, because there's always something that we can do. It can be the right thing. It can be the wrong thing. But there's always something that we can do. Are we going to react or are we going to be proactive? Are we going to build or are we going to destroy? Are we going to tear things down or are we going to build things up? So. There's that under, there has to be that intrinsic understanding that there is always something that we can do. And I'm not saying don't speak up, but I'm saying speak up and do more. Speak mm -hmm. up and set things up. Because I know that when I have my children, I'll raise them in a certain way so that they'll be able to carry on and live with a certain amount of freedom that maybe I might not have been able to have done. You know, my parents raised me in a particular kind of way that has affected the way I see the world, the way I view the world. I believe I can do anything. And that's because of the way I was raised. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that, that, that's just the bottom line. So then it's about setting, setting young minds and, you know, opening minds to say, okay, well, what is it that you really want? Because really and truly there is something that we all want. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm failing to find the words to 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 come after that, but anyways, <laughs> um, 
No, yeah, I think that's an important thing to to understand. You know, as human beings, we have a responsibility to our society. We have a responsibility to ourselves. And uh, for those of us that believe in God and uh, know God, uh, well, you have a responsibility to God to withhold your end of the bargain. Um, so I think the last thing that I, I just want to talk about uh, in this episode, I think, is to do a lot with... Oh, just Let me just look at my notes. <laughs> the last thing I want to talk about is just w- what actually is, uh, you know, the understanding that we can derive from all of this. So what is the human condition and how can we uh, find a way to use that as, you know, a mode for change? So in this day and age, we have a lot of influencer culture, you know, you have Instagram influencers, we have um how can you put it youtubers you have Mm. podcasters like we are you have uh activists all sorts of people who are really making money from influencing people to do things whether it's making Mm. money or just you know passion projects but they're influencing people to do things and say things and help each other or do this or that and that you know and that's one of the most um important things to realize is that like in a culture like this one where the human condition is um you know right now everything is sort of uh, convergent in the sense that people are fighting each other all the time and uh, everything Mm. is you know just falling into this one sinkhole that is destruction you know you know you've got people who are in power who um, may not necessarily understand the plight of people who do not have that power. And then you have um, societies of people, for example, um, we have churches and, and other places who have one um, way of looking at things. And and you have another group of people who feel like that's such a kumbaya way to mm. look at life. You know, So how do we consolidate all of that? How do we come down and... and help to repair the human condition because here it says that um it says that the human condition is all of the characteristics and key events that compose the essentials of human existence now um if you look at it from this perspective right now you and i are talking about the mind you know the bible tells us about the renewal of the mind and understanding how to change your thought process and how to make yourself a more successful person by simply changing how you think. And the Bible is very clear on that. But I mean, there's other ways, there's other things that um, people have taught over the years to say, you know, the same thing. Um, So how do we get people to think in a progressive manner? To, you know, you said that, you know, can we be proactive or do we want to be reactive? So how do we get people? And and in, in, in many ways, influencers to really actually care about you know how they lead people into such uh, conversations how do we get people to understand deeply how to improve themselves how to change their mindsets and to cause them to be more successful not success in terms of money but success in terms of a full life a life that's worth living how do we get people to feel and enjoy their lives on that uh, on that level I think that's my last question for the day. <laughs> Just one question then. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's one big question. 
Um, I think, you know, and I'll take it to the Bible um, mm-hmm. to begin with, and then I'll unpack it from there and you'll see why. You know, Jesus said the greatest commandment is, you know, you shall, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. Um, and you shall love your neighbor as you love yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So what that tells me is that you need to love yourself first. But the first question you need to ask is, do you know yourself? How are you showing up in situations? Are you showing up as what other people would like you to show up as? Or are you showing up as yourself? Have you taken time to, um, you know, to have certain experiences, to pour yourself out in certain ways so that you'll be able to understand a bit more about yourself? You know, we are very complex creatures, but then the reality is no no two people are exactly alike. You know, yesterday, um, you know, someone was saying that I look like my dad, but the majority of people say I look like my mom. And I'm the only person who will look like this. Um, you know, everyone has got all these different traits and everything like that. And I think that also, the way we look at genes is also the way we should also ha- understand how we are hardwired as people. You know, there's so many different facets that are there within us. There's so many different things that are are guiding us and we are, and we are learning on a day-to-day basis. But the reality is we have to be present. We have to be here now because right now and right here is where we get to understand things on a deeper level. If we are engaged in life, if we are engaged in finding out more about life by doing things that matter, not just sitting there and just looking at your phone and just saying, okay, well, you know, there's nothing I can do. Are you researching? Are you writing? Are you doing something? You know, you, we need to exercise our minds. When we're talking about the renewal of our mind, it's about hardwiring our mind in such a way so that we'll be able to work at a larger capacity. So have you listed down what you're grateful for? That's a very simple thing because that Mm. puts things into perspective because you're saying, okay, well, I'm here crying about, I don't have a pair of new shoes, but I've got 10 other pairs of shoes um, that I could wear that that are just fine. You know, when we when we change our perspective and look at things and understand things in the sense to say, okay, well, there's so much that's going on here, but what am I doing now? Am I present? Am I here? Am I part of what's going on? And I think that's the most important thing. And as always, I always say, document as much as you can in whatever way that you can. It could be a photograph. It could be something that you write down. It could be some a voice note or whatever. You know, that's why... Um, like, you know, Twitter and everything. Let me just bring in Twitter. We know some people's tweets have been pulled up from 10 years ago. And, and you know, maybe some people are like, okay, well, you know, that was probably what I said then. The world looked at that thing in a very different way then, so it was accepted then. But now people are like, well, you can't be saying stuff like that. You know, we can we can look at it from that perspective to say, okay, sometimes you might say some things and you know, in, in in a sense, it seems like it's okay. I remember Will Smith said, you know, I was a dumb kid, like every dumb kid around here. I just didn't have a phone. I just didn't have the internet. So we also have to be cautious about what we are doing, what we are putting out there. And let's keep track. Let's spend time with ourselves. I think if I want to talk about it boiling down to one thing, we need to spend time with ourselves. 
The reason I'm saying that is if we are spending time with ourselves, then we're able to look at ourselves in the mirror and say, okay, if I want to get from point A to point B, then I need to fix this. If I want to have better relationships with this person, then I need to do this. But at all times, we need to seek to be understanding and not to be understood. And if we live life from that perspective, from that that viewpoint, then we'll be more accepting of others, then we'll be more effective and then we'll be more compassionate and we'll be able to do so much more than we do right now. Because a lot of the times we spend our times focusing on ourselves, looking out on our negatives, but we need to look at it from the right perspective confront those things that aren't working out for you. I mean, if you've got no friends because you're falling out with everyone, maybe you're the problem. You know, if it's one person, <laughs> fair dues, yeah. You know, there's that one annoying person. But I think Ugh. if everyone has got an issue with you, you are the annoying person. All right. You know, so there's hard truths that we need to face. But we always need to look at who we would like to become. And I think that's the that's the crux of the human condition. You know, I'll go back to what Descartes said. You know, I think, therefore I am. You know, it's a state of being. And when we're talking about a state of being, it's also becoming on a continual basis. And, you know, it's it's continuing. So it's maybe like a, maybe let's look at it like a snowball. It starts off small and it's getting bigger. And that's how your wisdom is growing through experience and that sort of thing. So that's how, I guess we can... <laughs> Look at this whole thing in a different sense. Yes, I think <laughs> that comment just makes me. Oh, man, if, yeah, you heard it here. Um, if you are falling out with everyone, you are the problem. <laughs> oh, Basically, gosh. you're not yeah. the victim, you are the problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are the problem. But, anyways, yeah. I think it's a very powerful thing to look at and to think about. Definitely, I think we um, we in life always find a way to um, make things not about us, mm. um, you know, about us, and things that are about us about other people, <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> yeah, focusing on 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 um, yourself and and the positives, but also focusing on the things that you can improve and helping yourself improve is extremely important in the human condition from uh, what is the meaning of happiness all the way to, um, you know, who am I? Where do I come from? What what do I do with my life? You know, all of that, uh, it all comes together to form, um, you know, the understanding of the human condition. Uh, mm-hmm. I like to make sure I end this episode by just uh, talking about this meme that I saw. Uh, it's basically saying that, in the future, in about 20 to 30 years, we will remember what 2020 was like just by the memes. <laughs> that is interesting. A friend, a friend of mine, Kisses, sent me sent me that. Can meme. I just He's give like, Can I just give my own meme? <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Go this ahead. one also made me laugh. Since we're sharing memes now, so yeah. it was. it's like this person looking like he's thinking, it says, what if 2020 is a trailer to 2021? (laughs) (laughs) I cannot live like this. Uh, I am not prepared. Yeah, I am not prepared for 2021. If 2020 is like this. 
hey man, I'm a musician. I need to be out of the house. Like this is, <laughs> this is not it's the way. It's introduced you to a new way of working. Oh, of I mean, course, we're, definitely. We're doing this on Zoom right now. There's so much, we're doing so much more. And I think I've had a positive experience. Yeah, I think we, <laughs> we have had a, a, a lot of positives. I, I think, you know, as I said in the first episode, I've got, I've learned a lot about myself in, in, in this short three, you know, six month period. Um, you know, with coronavirus, it's, you know, it's forced people to stay at home and it's forced people to look at their marriages. It's forced people <laughs> to look at, you know, to understand their siblings. Even I, in my own experience, have learned so much more about the two people that raised me, um, you know, my parents, just by the, just within six months, I've learned so much more. I've understood the people, the characters. Mm. I've mm. gotten to understand my brother's character, my sister's character. And that's a, an invaluable experience. That's something that takes people a lifetime to figure out or it takes people a lifetime to, to um, feel. You know, but things, important things, you know, the, um, some people say that three things uh, make people make the have made the world stop in the last hundred years. World War Two, um, oh yeah, World War Two, and the then the nine eleven, hmm. and then coronavirus. Is these things are like when did you hear when this happened or when that? That's where were you when you heard that this happened and that kind of thing? That's the kind of world that we're living in. Um, and I think it's very important as human beings that we strive to make ourselves better and strive to make the next person better. Um, hmm. But yeah, I think that covers the episode, the human condition. This is one that we've been looking forward to for ages. We just couldn't <laughs> fit it into season one. But how are you feeling? Is good? Yeah, no, this is a very interesting conversation. I think it's, I mean... They're all interesting, but yeah, particularly enjoyed this because I think it ties in so many of the themes together and it also has given us a chance to talk about the way we think and the way yeah. we view life. Yeah, I mean, um, if you guys are interested in hearing more on what Faith is, is talking about and her experience and everything, she's got her YouTube channel, I Am Faith Rose. It's the same as her Instagram. So just go check that out. Uh, we will try to link that. Not we will try. We will definitely link that in the bottom, in the, um, what do you call it? <laughs> in the mentions. Box. Yeah, in the description box. So we'll, we'll definitely link that stuff so that you guys can go and also see her videos. She talks about her book, her experience. Um, she talks about a bunch of different things. Um, and she shares her story, which is great. Get her book. Trust me, it's great get her book um but yeah if you haven't seen episode three of there's layers to this perspective um you will see some a lot of the things that faith has talked about in in, in that one you know she expands upon in this episode as well so um perception i think yes it's perception not perspective but perception is the uh episode that you guys want to check out so um leave a like subscribe and all of that and i'll say more about whatever's going on in the title in the end card but yeah this was Doomy from there's layers to this and i am faith rose (laughs) yes she is faith rose anyways we hope you guys have enjoyed today's lesson well lesson wow teaching 
<laughs> we hope you guys are alive. <laughs> we hate yes. to school you on life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We hate to school you, man. Anyways, um, we hope you guys have enjoyed today's episode, and uh, we hope you continue to better yourselves. This is there's layers to this. Goodbye. And that's the end of one of the most anticipated episodes on this channel, on this podcast, The Human Condition. Thank you so much once again for joining us for this episode of There's Layers to This. It is a pleasure to serve and to forward this conversation about the human and the mind. Thank you so much also for bearing with us in our growth as well. We are grateful. Just a couple of announcements. Now we are on every single platform that Google lets you see. Well, on most. So go check us out on Spotify, uh, on everything that we have. The link will be in the description below. The link is also in our bio and Instagram. The link is also on our SoundCloud. So still go and check our SoundCloud out. Um, go check our other places where we're putting this up uh, Apple, wherever it is we just hope that you are inspired by what we're talking about this season we still have a few episodes to go and we have some guests coming up so we are excited to show you that and to show you some of the people that we have gotten to interact with over the years hopefully you will be blessed by the stuff that we put out for you We are grateful. Thank you so much. God bless. Good night. Let's cue the music.